Welcome to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. If you've ever experienced or engaged in destructive or unresolved conflict, then you know it leads to broken relationships, distrust, and damaging results. Our program will help you manage and resolve conflict effectively with strategies, valuable resources, and support. Since 2009, our radio program hosted guest experts from around the globe sharing their perspectives, experiences, and expertise while giving you food for thought. If you can't listen live, then download and listen to any of our 300-plus podcasts in our library at texasconflictcoach.com. So sit back, relax, or join the conversation every Tuesday evening, or tweet us at TX Conflict Coach. Welcome listeners to our conflict chat, body shaming, and social media ripped from the headlines. We are your guest hosts, Tracy Colbert-King and Abigail R.C. McManus. The last Tuesday of every month, we discuss the hottest topics in the news, as well as take your live calls to listen to your conflict situations. We give you tips and guidance on your next steps to resolve the problem. We invite you now to engage. Call us at 347-324-3591 and press the number one key so we can know so we know you want to speak with us. Enter our chat room at Blog Talk Radio at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Texas-conflict-coach or tweet us at TXConflictCoach and follow our Twitter feed using the hashtag ConflictChat. You can listen to all of our archive programs on TexasConflictCoach.com. Welcome to our Conflict Chat. Today's and focus is body shaming. <laughs> Thank you. Today's focus is body shaming and social media. (laughs) So what is body shaming? The definition of body shaming is the practice of making critical, potentially humiliating comments about a person's body size or weight. An example of body shaming is telling a child that they are too fat or telling a woman that she is too thin or too skinny. Have you ever experienced any um, situations of body shaming, Tracy? I have. I've experienced body shaming. Uh, I experienced body shaming on the side of being too skinny. When I was younger, I was very thin, and so I was always teased um, about how thin I was and received comments about, well, one day you'll fill out. So that was mm. my experience with body shaming on an early age. How about you, Abigail? Um, I, I have been body shamed as well. It, it's weird because I, I had moments when um, I was not on the larger side. I was just, I had like baby fat and I was kind of shamed in high school. And then I lost weight and then I gained a lot more weight again. And I was kind of shamed for when I gained weight. And then once I lost weight, I lost like 60 pounds and then I got shamed for being too skinny. So it kind of went, mm-hmm. I went on both sides of the spectrum, but do you feel like body shaming happened? Do you feel like it, women experience more? Do you think it is more of an equal trade? I think I hear about women experiencing it more, but I feel like with the use of social media now, I'm exposed to more instances where men are also receiving it too. And I think that's the difference also for when I was younger and growing up. I didn't have to worry about social media, and I didn't have Mm -hmm. to worry about being body shamed on Facebook or Twitter. It was more in person 
so it didn't happen as often as it seems like it happens now because people are doing it on their computers in the comfort of their own home. Oh, absolutely. I feel like social media has definitely added a whole ele- like a whole new element to body shaming. And like you said, I felt like I never heard it a lot when I was a kid, and I hear it a lot more now, and I think that definitely is because of the social media element. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, so we have two We've articles. That is a new layer. Yeah, absolutely. So we have two articles tonight, too, that we both brought in about um, body shaming and uh did you want me? I can do the first one about Miss Universe. Um, there is a Miss Mrs. Universe Canada. Her name is Sierra Birchall, and she is has been body shamed um, within the pageants. And what I thought was really interesting about this story is she's been body shamed on social media predominantly, and but she's actually used turned it around and is now used social media as a way to kind of shed light on her experiences. And she's been documenting, documenting each of these times when she's been ca- kind of called out. I think one of the ones that really stood out is someone asked her, how does it feel to be so much larger than the other delegates? And I just, mm-hmm. I was kind of shocked that someone would be so forthcoming with something like that. And especially because with someone like her, she, everybody sees her comments. So but I thought it was really cool that she's now turned it around and she's been documenting each of these episodes and kind of using it as a platform to show other people that experience these type of, have these same experiences, you know, that you can rise above it and you can do better or be better. I agree. I also like how she turns it around too. And she really exhibits how much she loves herself and Mm -hmm. she loves her imperfections or she loves her curves or she loves who she is and she owns her body uh, and no one can take that away from her. And I just think that's really powerful and it's a really positive message to send to people. Although I don't fit into your bubble of what I should look like, this is how I feel in my body and I'm proud of it. And so I think that's really positive. And I think it's really good for especially girls, and again, I know this is stereotypical because I know it does happen on both sides for both genders, but it seems like girls seem to be experiencing it most, but I think it's really awesome to have someone like her as a role model in these situations. I think um, one reporter asked her, you know, how does it feel to redefine beauty or how does it feel to have girls like you look up to you? And she responded very, like, frankly, it feels great. Rather than getting upset or mm-hmm. letting it get the better of her, I just think that's awesome that, to have that kind of, and like you said, define her own self-worth and not be use other people to validate her. Mm-hmm. And I did get a chance to take a peek at the Miss Universe pageant that was on TV earlier this week, and she had beautiful gowns, and she just walked with so much self-confidence and poise, and she looked like she really was having a great time. And so I just Mm -hmm. thought that was really powerful, too, because all along the way she's been shamed. But here she is in this amazing, amazing pageant, and she's showing the world that she can do it. And she, her body is not a disqualifying factor in running for something that's so prestigious. I love that. Not a disqualifying factor, especially in a situation like this where you're openly um, being judged. I think it's. It's awesome. Mhm. 
What do you, do you how do you how do you feel about her using social media to kind of thwart like using it as a way to more therapeutic way of handling it rather than lashing out? What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I like that. I think a lot of the younger generation is using social media um, as kind of like their way to connect with the world. Uh, they get their news through social media. They um, keep in contact with their friends through social media. And so I think this is a platform that's really relevant to the audience that she's trying to connect with. And it's also something that you don't see a lot. You see a lot of the body shaming uh, tweets and the posts, but you don't see someone pushing back in a positive way, in a way Mm -hmm. that is respectful and in a way that's empowering and in a way that shows confidence. And so I think this is a wonderful way to use social media to reach out to so many people and shed such a positive light on body shaming is wrong and body shaming is hard, but this is how you can counteract body shaming. This is what you can do to be the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely necessary. Like you said, it's relevant. I think it gives people a voice. And I think a lot of people... I mean, I know this has been said many times before, but I knew social media gives people a voice and it gives them confidence to say stuff, both positive and negative, that they might not necessarily say to one's face. But I think mm-hmm. for her to react this way and just kind of rise above it, it's just, I think it's been such a strong and powerful message, like we were saying. And to do it in such a way, I think she's doing it very successfully, where she's just kind of being frank about it. She's not beating around the bush and she's still exuber- like putting out this strong energy. And I just, it seems really refreshing to see that because a lot of people could respond in a lot of other ways. So it, it definitely get, it's kind of like a, a manual almost to how to handle these situations. Mm-hmm. And I also like the idea of being your own advocate as well. It's mm-hmm. really nice to have allies and it's nice to have a support system to help you get through difficult times, but she's really just championing forward for herself. And so that's really powerful, too, to have someone to look up to who's advocating for her body and advocating for her worth. And I think that's also a really important factor that goes into this as well. And I think it's also, like, they have listed in this article that she's a runner and she's a law student. She cones an apparel company. It's not like she has all these amazing things going on for herself, and you should be able to also put put that out, I think, is I mean, it shows you that anybody can be body shamed. It's not limited to just certain people. You know, it's successful people can be body shamed as well. Mhm. And it's also yeah. the everyday person experiences body shaming, whether uh, you're from a young age and you're in grade school to whether you're a CEO of a company. So I think that's also important for people to know that you're not alone when you're experiencing body shaming. It really doesn't have any boundaries, it feels like, in our society today. Absolutely. So I, I just want to take a second and remind our listeners that you're listening to the Texas Conflict Coach radio program. Tonight is our monthly conflict chat where you can invite where we invite you to bring your problems to us. Call us at 347 324 
888-346-3591 and ask us your questions. We invite you to follow us on Blog Talk Radio and Twitter at Texas Conflict Coach. And I'm here with Tracy Colbert-King, and we are talking about body shaming and social media. And we just spoke about the Miss Universe Canada, Sierra Burchill, and the body shaming she's experienced and how she's turning her message into her experience of negative body shaming into a positive one. And, Tracy, I believe you had an article that you brought as well. Yes, so we touched on uh, body shaming early on and kind of what our experiences were for men who are going through body shaming. So I found this really interesting article. Christian Cavallari's husband, who's an NFL player, he plays for um, the Chicago Bears, and he's a quarterback, was body shamed on social media. And so she was his advocate in this moment when he was being body shamed. And it really came from uh, her husband was turning 30. She was super excited. She wanted to celebrate his birthday. And she shared a picture of them. And people body shamed him for weight gain and said hurtful things um, similar to him looking like a male lesbian and just really hurtful things about his weight. Um, one of the comments was, is he carrying their baby? Really cruel things uh, to put on someone's photo when they're celebrating such a joyous occasion. And what's even more devastating about it is Jay Cutler in November, he hurt his shoulder, so he had shoulder surgery, so he wasn't able to exercise and work out as much as he normally probably would during this time, and he also is suffering from diabetes. He was diagnosed mm-hmm. with diabetes in 2009, and the type of diabetes that he has can cause weight gain. So you have these factors that he's not able to work out and exercise as much as he normally is, and then he also has this health condition that can lead to weight gain. And so it just kind of shows you that when people are body shaming and they're putting these hurtful comments, um, they don't really have an, a sense of what that person is going through and mm-hmm. what has impacted their weight fluctuating. And so she had a wonderful response to it, and she just posted another picture and said, this is my husband looking amazingly hot, and uh, we are having a great time, and we couldn't be happier. So she, she just decided, you know what, I'm not going to stoop down to that level, and I'm going to continue posting, and I'm going to continue being proud of my husband, and I'm going to continue being supportive. So that was just a really great example of what men may go through if they're a sports athlete or just an everyday person, the experiences that men may go through. I think this this story is particularly interesting, one, because it is a man, and two, because he's a He's an athlete. He's someone that a lot of people know um, really well. And then to see something like this happen where people are just immediately jumping to the negative and pointing out, I mean, this was a a very um, joyous occasion for them. And then for people to just undercut it that way. I think even in the one article I read, um, it talked about how she was blocking people. She was like, I've never blocked so many people on social media before in my life. And even though she was taking the Mm -hmm. high road, she was still like, this is just, this is unnecessary. And, I mean, it really is. He's he's a very good athlete. And for him to, like you said, I mean, we don't know who, what people are fighting in their day-to-day life. And that can always be an impact on their physical appearance. So it doesn't I, – I loved her response. I love that she came to have her husband's back. And it's it just – I thought it was an awesome 
response. I also wonder about boundaries when it comes to social media because you mm-hmm. watch Jay Cutler play football, you know, every Sunday, and so you develop this relationship with him just by watching him and following the sports team, or you watch Kristen Cavallari on TV, and you feel like maybe you know them. You know, they're in your house, they're in your living room, they're on your uh, computer. So I, I wonder if social media is almost taking away those boundaries that we have where you may think something, but you don't say it. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I think boundaries are definitely an interesting topic as far as, because, I mean, you have to also think that what people are putting out on Facebook is not always, they're always trying to portray themselves in a more positive light. So they, they're not always showing the bad part of that, of that situation. But still, as far as boundaries are concerned, I mean, I guess you're only letting in as much as you're willing to put out there. But I know with mm-hmm. famous people, it's a lot diff- It's a lot more difficult because they're so out there. Even if they don't, I mean, I know they have to experience things with paparazzi and things like that. Their their privacy is very much taken from them in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. with, with, particularly with them, like you said, people who are watching them probably think that they know them. I mean, I know particularly. I mean, Kristen Cavallari from Laguna Beach and the Hills, and I know she was portrayed a certain way on TV, and people often think that of her in real life so it's and Mm -hmm. I've heard her talk about that multiple times so it's definitely like you said there's definitely a boundary issue I think in general just with social media but then with when you add the celebrity aspect of it it adds a whole nother element to it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have noticed that there's a positive side of social media too there's there's a hashtag that's body shaming so it looks like the internet world has kind of picked up on body shaming is an issue and this is a real issue that needs to be addressed and people are trying to be more aware and more mindful of it and I wonder how that will make a difference in the way that we comment on pictures or the way that we post pictures if maybe people will be more mindful when they're posting that uh, beach photo or more mindful when they're posting that gym photo. And so I wonder if this is going to kind of change the way that we share information online. Well, to put – and to, to, to kind of piggyback on that, it, I also think it's interesting because the in that article in particular, the person – one of the commenters actually came to his defense too. And I think that's a very interesting mm-hmm. dynamic when people start getting nasty and posting nasty things. It was actually one of the people who commented that said, you know, he just came out with type two, type one diabetes. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff you need to go and give him a break. And I, and I noticed that too, that there's a lot of people out there that are willing to jump in and kind of come to the defense of the people that are posting the pictures, um, which I think is very interesting. It's a very interesting dynamic because it's, it, and it kind of is an empowering to see people take up for other people in such a way. Mm-hmm. Like and and like in this situation, and then also to piggyback on the other thing that you were saying about mindfulness, and you know, I know it it's ultimately up to the person posting what they post on there, and if they feel comfortable to put, if they feel comfortable posting that, they they have to be mindful of maybe getting the type of backlash they could get. But then at the same time, it's also being willing to take that whatever they say and maybe let it go in one year and out the other, which I know is a lot easier said than done. So I mean, mm-hmm. there's definitely. 
being more mindful of what you post. But I mean, if you if you feel confident enough to put it put it up there, it's also a matter of, well, how will you combat it once it does come up? If someone is being negative. Right, and that kind of goes back to the Miss Universe article where she was her own advocate, and she was Mm -hmm. saying, you know, you can feel that way, but I love my body, and I deserve to be here just like everyone else, and uh, I'm going to keep doing this. So there's also that Mm -hmm. empowerment and saying, I, this is my page, and this is what I want to post, and I'm going to continue doing this because I am proud of who I am. So there is that empowerment piece. And so, I mean, empowerment is obviously one uh, complex resolution strategy for body shaming, you know, becoming more powerful and becoming comfortable with yourself and focusing on your good traits and what you love about yourself and just really being confident in those, in those traits about yourself. What, what other type of conflict resolution strategies would you say for body shaming? We, spoke a lot about this one is to speak out against those who are body shaming you or others, that ally mentality and that advocate mentality of saying, um, you know, you should be mindful that he's dealing with some health issues and uh, you should be mindful that she's worked really hard to be here. And so having that positive interaction, just trying to let the body shamer see it from a different perspective that they may not be coming at it from and a different um, frame of thinking as well. So there's also that, that sense of the ally and the advocate. And that's something else, uh, another positive aspect of social media. I know I mentioned earlier about the, um, about people feeling more confident to say things that they wouldn't necessarily say to your face. And that often can mm-hmm. be looked at as a negative thing. But I also think it's really empowering to see all the people that are coming to other people's defense that maybe might not mm-hmm. want to speak up in, in like a when they're actually in physical like presence of somebody, but being able to stand up to someone online. I, and I notice that a lot more now. But an, another one that I came up with, or another one is uh, beauty is not all one, one size fits all. I mean, th- this is a t- I mean, everybody's different body shapes and sizes and looks and feels. And, you know, I have larger hips, so there's no way I'm ever going to be a stick figure. And that's something I've always like kind of accepted about myself and it's it's kind of recognizing that that beauty is not one size fits all it can it can come in all shapes and sizes and what I love about that one too is there's been a lot of actual commercials highlighting that beauty is not one size fits all I know Dove did a campaign Mm -hmm. where they had a whole variety of beautiful women and all shapes and sizes and they promoted that and so it feels like in society there is this shift for mainstream media to think more globally that beauty is not just A, B, and C. Beauty is all of the above. And so that's really great to see that our society is making that shift. Absolutely. And a lot of t- and you're seeing a lot more, um, even models, like mainstream models, are not fitting the, you know, typical, like what you think of models, you know, body shape. They're more natural sizes and like they look like what everyday women look like. And I think that's really awesome to have those as examples. Mm-hmm. And I also think having that self-awareness is good as well. Uh, being mindful of how you see yourself is important as well, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if you don't love yourself and love your curves and love your body, other people will notice that and 
they may receive empowerment from you putting yourself down to join in and that conversation. And so that's not going to help you feel better either when you have someone else reaffirming what you've just said. So I think a really Mm -hmm. big important piece of it is to be aware of, are you body shaming yourself? Uh, Are you going into the office one day and thinking, oh, this shirt is way too tight or uh, my hips are too wide for this dress and are you vocalizing this out loud in the kitchen while you're all having your water cooler talk or so I think it's really important too to have that self-awareness of what are you doing to shame yourself and are other people feeding off of this as well because I've been around women um sorry um I've been around women who have just exuded self-love. They love their hair. They love their outfits. They they love everything about themselves. And it's made me feel good just being around them. So I think that self-love is contagious. And I think we need more of it. And I think on an opposite end of that, I think it's also important because I also noticed that when you're with a lot of women who – are all critiquing themselves. There's that, there's that scene in Mean Girls when there it's where three girls are standing in front of the mirror and they're all like kind of criticizing things about themselves. And then Caddy hearing the main girls like, well, I have bad breath because she kind of feels like she has to say something negative about herself. Mm-hmm. And I think in those situations, feel like you you don't feel like don't feel like you have to then critique yourself if everyone else is critiquing themselves. It's I don't think that's necessary either. You can always just remain silent in those moments and not give into that and because it's not doing anything like you said it's better to have self-love and I think sometimes that's not as a lot of girls are not willing to do that as much and they just focus on the negative things about themselves so try to look at the positive and maybe like you said put out more self-love for yourself and maybe that will be contagious enough to pass on to others as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree I definitely think that there's a peer pressure aspect to body shaming because you don't want to vocalize, oh, I think I look great. You don't think you look great? And so that is um, an uncomfortable situation to be in, but I think it's really powerful if you vocalize that, you know, I do feel great because maybe that will help the person next to you who's body shaming themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think, and then I think one of the last tips is just avoid body shaming media, magazines, clothing, TV shows, and not just avoid it, but if you are, you know, exposed to it, kind of take notice of the things that people say and how they're saying it. Um, just become more mindful of the situations that we're coming in contact with where there is body shaming going on. But if you, if you can, just try to avoid it as much as possible because it's not, it doesn't help. It just doesn't, it just can clog and make things more negative. I agree. And one of the things that I noticed at the beginning of the new year was there that huge push of go to the gym, eat right, exercise. And every morning on the Today Show, they were doing those fitness challenges. And I was feeling a little body shame. I'm like, I'm sitting on my couch, probably not eating the best breakfast. And they're Mm -hmm. over here, you know, doing um, pull-ups and jumping jacks and exercising. And so even things like that where it's made to be motivating and it's made to kind of get you up and moving and showing you the best workouts to help you get that um, 
physique that you've said you've always wanted or, you know, whatever their motivating piece is, I think that it may land differently with other people. So for me, when that came on at the beginning of the new year, I changed the channel. I didn't need to watch Mm -hmm. them working out and um, showing, like, if I ran for 30 minutes, I would burn this many calories. But if I just walked on the treadmill, I would only burn 15. So I didn't need to see that in the morning when I was getting ready for work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I tend to change the channels for those too because I feel like I'm never eating what I'm supposed to be eating when those commercials when those shows are on. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> and, and so it's those, those um, little pieces of things that kind of filter into um, our viewing area that we are not really that aware of that I think would be helpful for people to kind of tune into. Mhm. Absolutely. So we've had a really good conversation, Abigail. We've talked about Mm -hmm. uh, the body shaming for Miss Canada, and we've talked about the experience that Jay Cutler and his wife had regarding body shaming. And what I'd like to do is just invite our listeners to browse our podcast library and see our upcoming programming on Tuesday nights, and they could go to www.texasconflictcoach.com. And See if there's any topics that really resonate with them. Uh, And I'm excited that they listen to this, and I hope that this is going to empower them to be their own advocate and also to be able to step in and be an ally if they see someone body shaming. So, So we encourage you to embrace conflict courageously here on the Texas Conflict Coach and also to address it constructively. And until next time. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Conflict Coach. We hope you've enjoyed the program. You can find over 300 podcasts archived to listen at your own convenience at texasconflictcoach.com or download the podcast at iTunes or Stitcher Radio. To learn about upcoming radio programs and resources, sign up for our monthly e-newsletter.